0: All right, I am recording. Mark the time, eight thirty. So here we go. All right, ready. La 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 la. (laughs) Chris (laughs) is like, I'm getting behind the scenes. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. I'm being. I'm being serious now. This is my serious face. right welcome to the joyful miles podcast a podcast it's all about inspiring others to enjoy life one mile at a time this is laura and today we have jackie hello jackie hi everybody and we have a very 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 special guest i'm so excited about this kristen willoughby how are you kristen hi good we are going to have um a great chat today because um i've heard you uh Are a member of the Joyful Miles Running Club. Thank you so much for joining, by the way. And you posted um, a message that honestly just, oh my gosh, I I knew as soon as I read it that, you know, we all want to have you on the show. It was about you doing your very first full marathon last month. And this is someone who has been through, sorry, I knew I was going to, I knew (laughs) I was going to muddle that up, cystic fibrosis. And I, I just, I... Your story is so inspirational and so motivating and I'm I'm a little nervous because I don't want to, I'm so excited about this. I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to mess up your interview. So, (laughs) but, um, so thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Great to have you here. Before we get into our chat though, we are going to roll into our joyful smiles, our new little feature. And since Kristen is a guest, we're going to let you go first.
1: My joy for smiles is, oh, my son, he turned 11 last week and I gave him a few presents and he actually turned to me and he gave me a huge big cuddle and he said, mum, he said, you're my favourite present. And he has never, that's just not him. (laughs) So, oh, that made me cry. But yeah, yeah, that makes me so happy. Oh my
2: goodness. You know what, as like, where I, I have three boys, and Laura has two boys, and you have you know, your son. And as they get older, sometimes those cuddles are further and further. Between. <laughs> so it's like, yes, they still love <laughs> like me. Oh yeah. my gosh, that is. Those are like the things are like, oh my
1: god, they're so sweet. That is <laughs> adorable. That's a definite I know. smile there. Yeah, that makes
2: me happy. It's like a cry happy smile.
0: I yeah. The dearing
2: smile. Okay, Jackie, what is yours? Yeah. My, mine's definitely not as good as that, but it's exciting. <laughs> um, I'm smiling because two days from now, I will be in Disney with Laura. And this is our first trip ever that does not revolve
0: around a race. So I'm, I'm kind of just excited about that. You I know? know. I print out my packing list, and I'm like crossing out all this running stuff, and it's like, <laughs> I don't understand. You're a material, and that's insane. <laughs> Well, I'm going to attempt bringing Carrie on. I don't know if that'll happen. We'll see. Yeah, I, I'm not even going to try because I know it's not going to happen. Yeah, I'll not My <laughs> well, My joyful smile over the weekend is seeing so many awesome pictures being posted on the Joel Mouse Running Club over on Facebook. I mean, so much juanita's jump shot joyful jump shot in front of the buckingham palace I oh mean, my god oh, i, just, I oh saw wow. that one that was that good. is
2: gorgeous yeah she's
0: yeah. <laughs> there for disneyland paris along with some others and yep. of course this show's going to be up they're going to be home and we're have already talked about it but anyway that was fantastic christopher's um pictures from his latest ragnar i can't remember where it was at Jackie? I think it was like race to the beach, I believe. Yes, that's just it. In the Boston area. They had the alien theme no. going on again this year. So that was a lot of fun. And Heather Jorgensen's uh, beat the blurch photos were hilarious. They were funny.
2: They are funny. I really want to do that race just from seeing those photos. I'm like, it looks like a good time.
0: Have you no. read have you read the uh, the uh, the what is based on from The Onion? No. I know okay. she told us about it, but I kind of forget. Okay, I have to send you a link. So, have you read it, Kristen? Um, I saw her photos, but yeah, I'll have to have another read. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you both links once we're done here because it's just okay. hilarious. Basically, the blurch is that nasty voice in your head, head that tells you to quit. So, and it oh. encourages you to eat cake, and you know, it's oh. quite blurby looking if you saw her pictures. So, I did. Anyway. <laughs> me, yeah. and the blur- me and the blurch are really tight. <laughs> you're familiar you're familiar (laughs) so uh there you go um thanks for the joyful smiles if you would like to share yours we would love to hear it so we are done with the chat we're going to get into this episode's topic if I can squeal out those words so Kristen, why don't you go ahead and just give some backstory about uh you you started running at an early age correct yeah so I was Born with cystic
1: fibrosis, it's genetic, and yeah, quite early on, my doctors told my mum to get me into exercise and sport because it was great for my lungs and it could help, I guess, prolong my health. So um, yeah, I grew up running and doing little athletics, a lot of track. Um, Yeah, but I had to give it up when I was 19. I couldn't even run a lap of the oval when I was 19, so that was pretty sad. Um, but yeah, I could still go on for another 10 years or so just with my lungs, just walking and functioning and, um, lived a pretty good life. But yeah, when I was 33, that all comes to an end. I was listed for transplant.
2: Oh, wow. So what are, so cystic fibrosis, just in case people don't know, cause I know uh-huh. I had no proof I had to look it up. So it's a genetic disease that affects your yep. lungs, is that correct? Yes. yes. So okay. it affects most of
1: our organs, but mostly our lungs. And yeah, for me, it was definitely my lungs that failed.
2: Okay. So when you're in, you know, at 19 and you have to stop exercising, mm-hmm. was it slowly getting harder and harder to breathe as you were, you know, getting older? Is that what yeah. kind of happened or did it come on suddenly? Yeah. Um, My lung function just sort of dropped
1: gradually over the years. Um, I guess when I was in my mid-teens, I was fairly healthy and it kind of just slowly went downhill from then. Um, But, yeah, I sort of just remember going to the track one day. I'd actually been in hospital for two weeks for an admission and I used to feel great when I got out of hospital. You feel just all topped up, healthy. And I went down to the track with um, my now husband and I tried to run the... 400 meters just the one lap and yeah I got to about um not even halfway and yeah I was done that was it couldn't just could not run it wasn't that I couldn't push I was just so breathless I was get I just couldn't do it so um I still exercised a little bit from then on did a lot of power walking a little bit of weight um and I played netball which is um Yeah, a lot of girls play netball here, similar to basketball, except you don't dribble the ball. You kind of, yeah, but you still, and um, I played goal shooter, which was a position where you didn't have to do a lot. You just had to get the ball, shoot the hoop. Okay. And that was it. Pretty much just had to stand there. So I did what I could,
2: um, but yeah, wasn't much. (laughs) When, When you're diagnosed with this, obviously when you're born, right? Is that when you, your parents, like, find out you have that right yes, away? Yes, yes. So I was about okay. five months old. Okay. Yeah. And what do yep. they tell – like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just so, – I really just want to, like, learn about this. So do they tell your parents, like, you know, expect this to happen when you get to your 20s or 30s? Or is it later for some people or earlier? I mean, was your case pretty standard? Um, so when, was when I was diagnosed,
1: um, I was born in 77. And back then, um, it was about 12 years of age, I think, was the life expectancy. Wow. Um, Yeah, so um, I even had friends that their parents were told not to even bother enrolling them in school. Um, But I wasn't told that or my parents weren't told that. But, yeah, it was about 12 was the life expectancy back then. Um, And then it jumped to about 25 years. And then today it's 37, um, roughly average so yeah i'm past that so so. you're past
2: that i'm I'm, a 77 baby every
1: time i have a birthday i'm like yeah i've passed it i've passed it and average keeps climbing up and i beat it so yeah
2: i'm a bit stubborn (laughs) so you get to your 30s and things are getting worse right yeah did it get like to a point was this i mean sorry if I'm asking so many questions, but like, did you get to a point where you were like really scared? Did you ever have moments where you're like, like just super scared? Like that you, yeah. Oh gosh. And so you're yeah. married at this point. Do you have your son at this
1: point? Yes. So I have my son at 29. I only have 32% lung function. So sort of my lungs were only working, I guess at 32% of a normal person, but because it happened gradually and I did kind of keep my fitness up, I was able to cope with that. Um, it was about three years later. Um, it just plummeted below probably 16%. Um, okay. Yeah, and by that time, I was on oxygen 24-7. Um, I couldn't walk to the bathroom, couldn't walk Around the house, um, my house isn't that big, but yeah, I had all seats and chairs set up around the house. So if I need to go to the bathroom, I would walk from here to that chair, then that chair to that chair, and um, oh my yeah, it was pretty bad. So um, and, and you had a you had a
0: three year old, uh, you had a, a little boy. Yeah,
1: yeah, he was about four at the time when I was that sick. Um, so um, I think that was the most scariest was leaving him, but at the same time. I never thought that I wouldn't get my transplant. I stayed quite positive. So um, I'm, I knew there was a chance that I wouldn't, but I just never let that enter my head. I just stayed positive and it was more when I got the call, not if
2: I got the call.
1: So, um, yeah. So, do you it, get it, put on a
2: list for the transplant? Like, so when you got to 16% at that point, do you get on the list or was it actually earlier that you were
1: on? Not- um, well, <clears throat> it changes from person to person, but I think it's about. 30 percent and under they start to talk about transplant um i was a bit in denial like i'm not that sick i don't need a transplant yet um but it just got to the stage where i wasn't enjoying myself i couldn't um just go into the pool with my son i couldn't i couldn't do a lot with my son Um, we mostly just stayed at home watching dvds and reading books and stuff and my husband actually said to me once when we're on vacation He said, um, excuse me, he said, um, if you know that if you want to get your life back, you might have to start thinking about transplant and taking it seriously. And it was just like, boom, like I just needed somebody to tell me that because I don't think I would have made that decision by myself. So, yeah, we got home from our vacation and um, I saw my doctor and I said, yep, it's time. So then it was about nine months worth of tests and loads and loads of tests and then I got on the list. So Wow that
0: must yeah, have been when, that must have been hard for your husband too to It was. To
1: it, was it was really hard. hard for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he um we've been we started dating I guess when we we're fifteen. So he's oh. been he's been through everything and um Oh wow. So yeah, for him to say that, um, yeah, it took me to think, Wow, yep, yeah, he's right. So And then he had to leave work as well to become my carer. Um, I couldn't shower, couldn't dress myself, couldn't put on shoes. Um, Yeah, so he left work originally to look after our son because I couldn't do that. But then as it turned out, um, he was looking after me too because, yeah, I couldn't do anything. So it was tough. But, um, yeah, I, I guess we made the most of it. We just enjoyed him being off work and enjoyed being together. And yeah, so we tried to, I guess, make the best of a bad situation.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Now from the moment, from the time you got on the list, how long was Mm -hmm. the wait? So
1: my wait was only five months, which isn't too bad. Um, So the way it works, it's it's not a list where um, it's one, two, three, and you get bumped up as you go. It's um, They take in a lot. Um, it's your blood type, the size, tissue type. Um, so, yeah, if a set of lungs become available, they look at who is most suitable for those lungs. And out of the ones that are most suitable, they take into consideration who needs it the most. Um, but then you can't be too sick that you might not survive the surgery because then they might say, well, yeah, maybe not her. We'll give them to. So yeah, there's
2: a lot to take into consideration. But yeah, five months was pretty good. So when you got the news that there was a, a possible match, like what what was your reaction? Or was it over the oh. phone? Was it in person? Or? It was on the phone, and
1: um, I always imagined I'd be quite nervous and scared. But the night it happened, I was having a really bad night. It was so bad. Um, I, I asked my husband to stay up with me. Cause I was too scared to go to sleep. Well, I couldn't sleep. I was just sitting up and I just could not breathe that night. I had the oxygen as high as I was allowed to have it. And I just I just couldn't breathe. It was just, um, yeah, it was quite scary that night. So when I got the phone call at midnight, I knew exactly what it was because nobody calls at midnight. Right. Um, so I was very relieved because it was just instant hope. Um, yeah. That's how I describe it. It was just hope. And then obviously you realize that somebody's just passed away. Somebody's just lost their loved one. So then it's sad and you're just so full of emotions. It's just, um, um, it's just a blur. So, yeah.
0: You can't even imagine. I
2: know, it's like, know so, like so crazy. Like you yeah. said, like, oh, it's incredible.
0: Yeah. I know there's restrictions you, for people who are on uh, these type of, of lists. Did you have to do anything for you know to be prepared for that moment, or, or what what did you do uh, as far as I don't know I don't even know the right words to, s- to say so because that kind of like struck me there. Um, so just kind of let us know what happened then and what you did to prepare for that moment for when it did happen.
1: Well, funnily enough, we're meant to have a little um, overnight bag packed just with the essentials so that when you got the call, it was just bang in the car and. So it's that quick,
2: I guess it, I'm like I didn't realize it was that quick, but it is yeah, because you gotta yeah. like the the lungs have to stay good, right? Yeah, it's that's taken. right. Oh.
1: Yeah. So, um, but funnily enough, we never got round to packing. So, um, yeah, I yeah, it was just crazy. It was just like Robert can just chuck pyjamas in, put this in, put that in. So we just he was racing around the house crazy. I couldn't move fast, so I was just kind of sitting there asking him to do stuff. Um, We had to wake my son up. He was in bed. So we went over to Rob's parents, my husband's parents, and um, dropped him off. And that was really hard. I kind of – I didn't say goodbye to him. I just said, see you later, see you when I get back. He was only four and he was still half asleep. So he doesn't – he didn't really get any of that. But, yeah, then it was a two-hour drive to Sydney to the hospital.
2: So, So from the time you got the call, you said it was midnight. And then you had to quickly pack and then drop mm-hmm. him off and get to the hospital. What time did yep. you arrive at the hospital?
1: So I think it was around 2, 2.30 in the morning. Wow. Um, it rained so hard. Like um, any other time you'd probably pull over because you couldn't see driving, but we just had to drive through it. So, um, yeah, we got there and then they um, start your anti-rejection medication straight away. They give you your first dose and... They prep you. I can't remember a lot because, like I said, I was so sick and um, it was just such a big night. So, yeah, I can't remember the details. But, yeah, I, was, I had the surgery at 8 a.m. the next morning. So you pretty much spend most of the night in emergency just getting prepped and then, yeah, you're off to surgery and that's wow. it. So within, like,
2: less than 12 hours, your whole life is changing. Yeah, wow. I know. Yeah, oh it's, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So. So you wake up from surgery. Yep. Do you, do you have any like memory of some of your first thoughts? Or
1: is it's it funny. I, I do. I, I probably remember more of that than beforehand. But yeah, I woke up. And another thing is sometimes you can get the call, but the lungs might get a little bit damaged in transport or they mm-hmm. may not be. The doctors usually look at them and give the final say. So um, you can get a false call. And um, so when I woke up, um, cuz that's what I was petrified that the transplant wouldn't go ahead because I knew how sick I was that night but when I woke up um yeah I knew it was done obviously it was just you hooked up to all the tubes and um I had the breathing tube so I wasn't able to breathe on my own yet but um I kept saying to the nurses um sort of pointing like I want this out I want this out I couldn't talk <laughs> And they'd say, oh, no, you've got to leave it in. They'd sedate me again. And then I'd wake up and I'd be trying to point, like, get it out, get it out, and they'd sedate me. And I think it was the third time I woke up, um, the nurse saw the doctor and said, oh, look, she really wants it out. And he said, yep, take it out, see how she goes. And so they took it out. And um, I was just so excited about breathing with my new lung. Oh, my God. And so, yeah, so, um, yeah, my first breath, it was... It felt like somebody was like hugging my chest because you're very um I guess tight from the surgery and all the swelling and everything. So it wasn't a massive breath, but it was so much better than I'd ever had in the previous twelve months or so. So I knew instantly
2: that um yeah, worry. it was gonna be good. Oh so my gosh. Oh. Yeah. that was yeah. amazing. So did your husband come in? Like, do you remember, like, seeing him the first time? Yeah, yeah,
1: I do. They all, um, my husband and my parents, my parents came down as well. They all came in while I was still asleep. Um, But then when I woke up, I think, now I can't remember for sure, but I think it was around 6 in the morning, and I think they were all at the hotel asleep, and the nurse rang and said, look, she's awake and she's asking for you. I can't remember asking for them, but apparently I did. And so then they came in then and... um, I think they came in one at a time. Like my husband came in, he went out, and then my parents came in. So, uh-huh. yeah. But I remember my, I remember the comment that both my husband and my mum made was how pink my toes were because they're always purple. And they saw my feet, and they just
0: had never seen my feet that color before. Oh my so
2: yeah,
0: that's just like this. <laughs> it's a miracle. I mean, that's just wow. It's just an incredible blessing, and uh, I mean it just blows me away the skill yeah. of, of everyone that was involved. I just, I just can't even fathom it. It's just, and you know, just the person who decided to become an organ donor, I know. what an amazing gift. I've been an organ donor since I first got my license and just what an amazing gift that they gave me. You know. Your parents Words and come. your and everything. Yeah. I'm, I know. I'm blown
2: away. So you, that's yeah. why I think your story, I mean, besides obviously you as a human, but like it's so important to share this because I did I don't know any of this kind of stuff. And it's like I'm now I'm like, oh my gosh, am I a donor? I gotta make sure I am. Like I don't know if I am to be honest. Look on
0: your license. Yeah, it's it's like,
1: just um yeah, it's just amazing. And um I do write to my donor's mother. It's anonymous, but um, I know her name was Jess. And so, um, yeah, I just, yeah, words can't describe. Um, Yeah, so that's why... I like my Instagram and all that's running for Jess because even though I used to run prior to my transplant, everything I do now is just because of her. So well, yeah, I wouldn't old, be here. If I it how her. old she
0: was? Is that, do you know, or is that?
1: Um, I don't well. know an exact name. Yeah. um, I don't know an exact age, but I know she was, um, I think she was quite young, like younger than me because oh. her mum referred to her as a student. So I'm not sure if it was late high school or maybe Uh, university, I'm just not sure. But yeah, she was a student. She was younger than me, but I found out she was state cross country. Um so yeah. I found out way afterwards that she ran too. And um before she passed away she was reading Born to Run. So um yeah, so I went out and bought that book. So Mm -hmm. I'm reading that now. Oh my gosh, I'll
2: have to let
0: you know how it is. I'd love to read it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's just oh my gosh, just wow. I know, yeah. Laura, if you guys could see us right now, Laura and I would
2: have the tears. coming I'm just, well, oh, I mean, oh, it's great. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, all right. all right. So you get out of surgery. So Jackie, how long you were pulled, you in the hospital?
0: Jackie's pulling us back together. <laughs> I know, I got it. I got yes,
2: it. <laughs> Reel it in because we'll just start something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how long were you in the hospital? Like, what was your recovery like? I was in hospital
1: for two weeks. Um, and then I stayed in Sydney at like a little townhouse, um, a little place near the hospital for four weeks, just because I had to go to the hospital every couple of days for appointments and tests wow. and everything. So, um, it was six weeks in total before I came home.
2: Were there any complications ever at, for the recovery? Was everything pretty smooth? Um, it went really smooth for me, um, sadly a lot
1: of lung transplant recipients they do have a few little complications and a few little hurdles but yeah mine was pretty smooth it was just a matter of recovering and i did have a lot of fluid um they had the drain tubes in your chest and i had a lot of fluid i could have went home a little bit earlier but it was just waiting for the fluid to all get removed so um but yeah as soon as i was home it was
2: just onwards from there so when you got home like the first, you know, few days and your son's mm-hmm. there and he's seeing you probably for the first time that he can remember, because you don't remember <laughs> much before three. And you said you were like that for about year. What was he? Like, what were those first days like? Were you just so happy? I mean, I can't even imagine. But yeah, it was. It, so was amazing. it was very weird. It was as scary too, because you felt like you
1: were on your own. And what if something happens? Or what if um, the... Yeah, it was just great. And I think it was around Mother's Day that was actually my first weekend that I was allowed home was Mother's Day. Um, I don't think I was actually meant to go home that weekend, but I had a really great doctor and he said, you know what, just go home for the weekend and come back Monday. So, yeah, Mother's Day was my first weekend at home. It was just beautiful because there's just little things. Like I could never have breakfast in bed because – when I used to wake up, I was so congested and breathless that the last thing I could do was eat. I had to do like a probably an hour of nebulizers and physiotherapy before I could actually yeah. get on with the day. So, just to wake up and have breakfast in bed, it was just all the little things that you,
0: I guess you don't think of. Okay, so,
2: yeah. Wow.
0: So, I don't know what type of restrictions yeah. were uh, How long were you on medications? You know, did you have to limit activity? um funnily
1: enough they pushed us into activity straight away which was fine by me they had us in the hospital gym pretty much um well, they had me doing stairs and walking around the ward within the first week wow and I just I remember getting to the stairs um it was just like the fire stairs in the hospital and they said we want you to walk a flight of stairs and I just started to have a panic attack because stairs um I could never do stairs and if I was in the position where I had to do stairs. I was so breathless. It was just crazy. So mentally the stairs was like, oh, my goodness. But I just did it and I wasn't breathless. And, I, uh, yeah, I just couldn't believe it. And, um, did you, like, cry when you got to the top? Like, I nearly I I did, did yeah. I think it was one of those things where you're kind of laughing and smiling and crying Aww. and you just, yeah, you just can't believe it. Oh um, and then they had us in the gym and we did the stationary bike and we did some light weights. Um, I loved the weights. I just loved. I loved the whole gym. I liked getting back to normal. And it was when I was in the gym that I had the realization that, wow, um, this is real. Um, you know, I can breathe. I can live a normal life. I can plan for the future. Um, yeah, it was just so exciting. And wow. yeah, but doing the weights, I was scared because you had all your stitches and surgery and nice. you're doing, and like, is this safe? And they're like, Yes, yes, it's safe. <laughs> oh. So um yeah, so when I came home, when um I was allowed to come home, um, we already had a treadmill and an exercise bike in the back room that we never used, so I got my husband to get all that back out, and I got my dumbbells out and everything. And You're I, like, I got a home gym now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I can use it. So, yeah, oh um, yeah, pretty much got straight back into the exercise. And even today, I, I do similar stuff to what I did at the hospital, but just a lot more reps, a like lot heavier weights. And, yeah, I've just taken that with me
2: and kept on doing it. So,
0: so what point, sorry. Yeah,
2: sorry, Jackie, go ahead. So, sorry, what year was this that you had your transplant?
1: 2011 so seven and a half years ago, seven and, a half years ago. and at yep. what point did you start considering like running Zach, like, I swear that was my question oh, I yeah. not <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I got straight back into track work um I had the Australian transplant games coming up and that was something I really really wanted to do so I got straight back into track so the 100 meters 200 meters 400 meters so it's um, a bunch of
2: races, like it's a, like a, an event for people who have had transplants? Is that what means? That yeah, is? yeah.
1: So it's oh basically wow. just, yeah, like a, um, a mini Olympics, I guess, just <laughs> yeah. for people with transplants. Um, <laughs> right, anyway, that sorry, that's, that's my age. dog. <laughs> Everyone listening, that is not
0: age. <laughs> that's,
1: that's my, my dog. dog. <laughs> <laughs> I <was> like, that's <laughs> a big dog. <laughs> that's my running partner. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you get in? Um, yeah, so I got back into track straight away and, um, yeah, just short distance and I did two transplant games and um, I found the sprinting just, yeah, it wasn't good for my body. I don't know whether it was my age
2: or whether I hadn't did it for years but, yeah, I just couldn't,
1: yeah, it was too taxing on my body. So um, I said to Robert, um, you know, maybe we should think about longer distance. So we started to get into the 5Ks. In Australia, we have park run every Saturday morning. It's just a free-timed event all over Australia. So we did park run every um, Saturday morning and then I just decided I wanted to do the superhero weekend at Disneyland, do the Avengers half marathon, which sadly I never got to do. But, um, But that's just where the half marathon come into my head. I said, hey, let's just train for a half marathon. It just came out of nowhere. Um, so that just is where we started the long distance, and then of course Disney canceled the Disneyland races, so um, we decided to do half marathon here instead. So when you started training for your half, did you follow a training plan, or how did you train for it? So we kind of followed the Jeff Galloway training program for the Run Disney half marathons, um, but we changed it up a little bit to suit our um, our schedule, I guess. Um, but yeah, we pretty much went the Galloway schedule for our half marathon. I'm a Galloway girl, so I like <laughs> <laughs> Um
0: So has the your respect. husband always been a runner or does he have any? My
1: husband used to play football. He was he was very much into sport. He played football, cricket, um he did a little bit of athletics when he was a kid, so um, he was sporty, um, but both of us had had quite a few years
2: where we didn't do much sport at all. So, so you were um, both training together, like he was training just as much as you, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, the family can do the transplant games as well. So he oh. actually did the transplant games and competed with the families. Um, There's all different categories. And um, but yeah, when I had the crazy idea to start doing half marathons and marathons, he just said,
0: "Yep, yeah, I'll do them with you." Okay. So, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> he sounds like the best guy. <laughs> really amazing. Now, were you under any type of stricter doctor supervision during this? Um, I,
1: you- I run everything by them, and um, yeah, they didn't. They weren't too concerned about it. I think. Um, I just had to be sensible and smart myself um, as hydration was the main thing with me um, I do get cramps one of the um, things with cystic fibrosis is we have a huge amount of salt loss more, a lot more than normal people okay. and so I really have to watch my hydration my electrolytes my salt intake and um yeah i get cramps which is a pain I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to work on that with the doctors at the moment um i'm on the max amount of magnesium and salt and all that side of things so yeah we're just sorting that out because that's my main problem
2: at the moment but yeah i push through that do you find doing the galloway because um, you do run walk right do you think it mm-hmm. do you think that helps in a way because you're not sweating as much as if you were to run nonstop? i mean i i find for me it, at least lets my body temperature cool down a little bit. sometimes. sometimes yeah,
1: um, I do with the longer distance, definitely, especially the marathon. Um, I, yeah, and I think age is a factor too. I mean, I don't think I'm old, but I'm not 15 anymore. So yeah. <laughs> I think that um, when I had the transplant, I think the most thing was I had a lot of muscle wastage in my legs because, like I said, I couldn't really walk. Um, So to build my leg muscles back up was a massive issue. Plus the medication I'm on because I am on the medication for life, the anti-rejection medications. I'll be on that for life. And a couple of them actually affect your muscles and stuff. So I've got to work extra hard at that. So I remember when I started running, my legs used to give give way before my lungs. My lungs could just keep going, but it was my legs was the reason why I used to have to stop and walk. Um, but yeah, I'm, I've built myself up a lot since then. So,
2: wow! So your first half was in Australia, then, and you guys did it together, you and your husband, yes. right? Yes. And when you finished, were you guys were you just ecstatic? Like, what? I can't imagine. We where, were uh, where your, I was gonna say, were your parents there? Were they able to come watch, or was it not close? My
1: parents weren't able to come because they they live about an hour away, but um, Rob's parents, they were there with my son. And so, um, yeah, but we're so happy to cross the line. But um, being our first marathon and we're a little bit under-trained because we decided at the last minute to do that one. Um, So even though we had trained for the full mileage, we, we kind of rushed it a little bit and we knew that. So we're pretty sore and tired at the end and... It was hard, so um, but we crossed the finish line, and we decided straight away that we wanted to do the, mar- the full marathon the year after. So that's what we did.
2: Okay. Well, I yeah. think no matter what you train, you're always sore after. So, but makes you yeah. feel any better? Yeah. <laughs> At least I am. It's because it's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. If it I guess if it was easy, none of us, it would, everyone would be doing it, right? It takes a lot. Of yeah, time. that's
0: right. <laughs> So then you did your full marathon in, it was this July, correct? Yes, yeah, yeah. Can you tell us what the race was and why you were attracted to that race? So that one was the Gold Coast
1: Marathon, which is up in Queensland. It's just south of Brisbane and it's a great marathon. It's a flat course. It's very scenic. Our Gold Coast is just beautiful, all beaches and everything and Um, That's where we go on vacation as well. And it was actually there that um, we decided that I I probably need a transplant. That's where we were. were, It's like full circle. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, it was just a great one for us to do for our first time. But you get all the internationals out here. So you get all the um, Kenyans and some of the Japanese guys. Um, The Japanese guy that won the Boston Marathon, he was there. Um, so it's really great for people like us to run with all the elites and we've got a, an Aussie girl here that's just such a great runner, Jess Trengove, and she was in it and we passed her and like, obviously like way past her, but <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> she just like was a flash. But um, yeah, it's just a really good marathon to do for a first timer. So it's got a pretty good cutoff time, so okay. Yeah. How did you
2: feel after that one? I mean, because marathons are just, they're so taxing on anybody. So it is. Did, you see, it is. did you find such a difference going from half to full? I really
1: did. And I think that was the biggest thing. You think that because um, you've trained for a half and you did the half, that the next step is a full. But, um, yeah, it was so much different to the half. Um, yeah, the, yeah. the, it's yeah, the, whole yeah, the full buggy. marathon. It's, it's a whole other beast, the, the full marathon. <laughs> It's just crazy and oh, I think we got to about 12 miles. We weren't even halfway and I just got those little feelings in my feet where you're about to get cramps and I'm like, oh, I'm not even halfway yet. But, um, you know, I walked it out and I had my – we had three running belts just four. Oh, I was going to ask just, you, do you have to carry – yeah, oh, wow. yeah. Heaps. so I've got salt tablets, electrolytes, energy gels. I have more energy gels, I think, than normal people because I've got diabetes as well, so that helps keep my blood sugars up a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I had cramps for uh, probably maybe three miles where I just had to probably walk more than I ran. Um, but then when we got to about 17 miles, um, we we sort of had our second burst of energy and um yeah we're right after that
2: <laughs> oh wow
1: yeah but yeah it was just yeah a lot harder than marathon like
2: yeah <laughs> it is you get to like 17 and you're like what like I, I, I feel like you could kind of like phone it in a half sometimes a little under trained and, and maybe be okay but for a fall it's, no. <laughs> it's
0: yeah like you can't even walk
2: <laughs> <laughs> no So what are your next goals? I guess that would probably be the next follow-up question. Like what do you have your sights set on or, you know, in the future? What would you like to do, I guess, running-wise?
1: Yes. So my husband and I are definitely going to do the Dopey, Um, whether that will be 2020 or 2021. It will depend, um, yeah, when we save up to be able to do that one. But that'll be our big goal and we'll definitely be over there for that one. Wow. um yeah so we'll do a few local ones between now and then we're thinking of doing the gold coast again next year whether we do the full marathon or the half marathon um yeah we'll decide we've got got it's not until next july so
2: but yeah run disney definitely well but i've done um a full in buffalo and i've done a full in disney and it's the same miles but i'm telling you <laughs> the disney ones are so oh my they almost seem so much I easier know. so they look that's, not. that's good yeah they're just I don't know if it's the, not the pressure or the, it's the stopping for characters, it's, you know, if you're going to do it that way. But it's – I don't want to say it's so much easier, but it's so much easier, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. They look. It's, they look yeah. a lot
1: more fun, that's for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's absolutely. Just, You don't have this, like, pressure to kind of keep going, even though you yeah. keep going. And I think, think that was it. It was the pressure because they start the
1: cutoff time from gun time at the Gold Coast Marathon not from the when the last person crosses the line as well so it took us about I don't know it's only probably three or four minutes till we actually got to cross the start line but um, yeah I think with Ron Disney if you're sort of not in the last corral at least well yeah, yeah it'd be more fun <laughs>
2: So one more question, or a question, not one more, I'll probably have more, (laughs) but when it comes to (laughs) the lungs and the the transplant, so are these lungs good then? You're going to be, or will the cystic fibrosis affect the lungs that you have now? So
1: my lungs are free of cystic fibrosis because um, my donor, um, yeah, obviously had healthy lungs. So I still have cystic fibrosis in the rest of my body. Just um, liver, pancreas. Um, like I said, I've got diabetes because of the cystic fibrosis. Um, but, yeah, these lungs are good. Um, the only nice. risk that I have is um, rejection. That can happen any time, even like 20 years down the track. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll always be at risk of rejection. And also infection because um, my immune system is quite low because of the anti-rejection medication.
2: And are there things you can do to... to- Try to make that. Obviously, you said you take the medicine, correct, uh-huh. the rejection. So that's something yeah. You have to take, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's just hard to believe you couldn't even, you know, walk to the bathroom and you're I know. a full marathon. It's it's so inspiring. I know, yeah. and I used to say that
1: just having a shower felt like a marathon because she was so tired, she was so exhausted, I couldn't breathe just washing my hair. So. And when I used to say that, I didn't even have a marathon on my radar. It was just a saying that I used to say. So to actually do a marathon and cross the line, um, oh, okay. other than your muscles, it was actually easier than having
0: a shower back then because I could yeah. breathe better. So wow. yeah. thank but you
2: I think so much for is sharing your story.
0: story. Yeah, your, your story is definitely um, motivation. You know, if if someone has not considered being a, a an organ donor and you know, I kind of, I know it's a little awkward to discuss this, but if, if I don't know, just, just hear the story and maybe consider, uh, sure. you know, cause there are so many lives that can be blessed by that. I mean, not yeah. just, not just you, Kristen, but your, your son, your husband, your parents, uh-huh. people that you've inspired by sharing your story today, yeah. have benefited from that one blessed sacrifice. And just, um, I don't know.
1: Yeah, and I always said um, before my transplant running wasn't even on my radar back then. My goal after my transplant was to be a proper mum, to be able to be an active mum, to take him to the park, to take him shopping. Um, like I said before, I didn't even have the energy to lift him into his car seat. So, um, yeah, it was that was my main goal was to be here for him. And now he's 11, so... Yeah, and he's giving you
2: hugs, and he's so sweet on his birthday. <laughs> yeah, cuddles.
0: Wow, I, I love oh, that. That's yeah. amazing. Amazing. And
2: again, thank you. I'm, from my personal perspective, sometimes, you know, we take for granted, you know, our health and our bodies. And, you know, I, I do try to always feel like I'm so grateful that, you know, I have these these legs that take me places right? But mm-hmm. it's always good to have a reminder or, you know, that you know we're, we're lucky and you know some days when you don't feel like going for a run to think of people like you who just struggle mm-hmm. to even get in the yeah. other room and
1: yeah.
2: get my butt out the door and go run You know, yeah and I
1: have mornings like that too I have days like that and yeah I just think of my donor and that's what gets me out of the house
0: wow that's amazing can you give us your instagram again sure it's
1: running for Jess running and that's the Jess. number number four yeah
0: oh, okay yeah. all right so definitely go check her out and go look at her picture with her gorgeous blue medal I'm looking at it now it's just <laughs> amazing I'm I, I I uh I'm so glad that we were able to get you on the show I'm so glad that I don't know why I was nervous and and flustered in the beginning because you have been <laughs> a, an absolute joy to talk to and just thank, thank you. you so much for coming on our show we really appreciate thanks it. Thank, Thank you so you. much. You. So, is there anything else? Anything else that you can think of that you would love to add, love to share with our listeners? Anything? If I can do it, anyone can.
1: Um, yeah, it's just a matter of just going out the door, just find a training program like Jeff Galloway, start easy, build up, get good running shoes, get fitted. Um, yeah, if I can do it, anyone can. And yeah, and be an organ donor.
2: It's amazing. Well, I hope we get to meet you in 2020 or 2021. Yeah, hope so. And, and meet you in Disney and get yep, to give you a sure. hug in person.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And meet your lovely husband who sounds amazing.
0: Yeah, a he guy. is. Yeah. He good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you bring your son. You'll be able to bring your son.
1: Yeah, he'll be coming for sure. He'll be a teenager yeah. by then. But oh. yeah, he'll, he'll yeah yeah he'll he'll be coming with us. He loves Disney World. He's a oh, he's great. a Disney kid. Although yeah, he thinks he's too old for the movies and Disney on Ice now. But
2: yeah, he loves the parks. Oh yeah. So yeah, we brainwash them well, don't
1: we? <laughs> <I know. laughs> that's okay. yeah.
2: Right, that's good. Yeah. That's a good. Place. I know.
1: Yeah, we're waiting for Wreck-It Ralph to come out. So, yeah, I yeah. just saw the trailer for that. Yeah. That
2: looks so cute. Yeah.
1: I have trouble that's getting cool. into a lot of Disney movies now, but he's
0: excited about Wreck-It Ralph, so I'm like, yeah. Oh. Yay! <laughs> it's video so, games, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's you it.
0: Know, Martha, you two need to start planting your kid's head how you would like to have the first grandkid Disney trip. I've already yes. liked <laughs> My boys were like 15 and 16. I have no shame in that, too. The other family can come yeah. along. We'll have a yeah. big old party, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, my mom and dad
1: still come to Disney with us, so um, uh, they'll probably come as well. So, yeah, wow. my, parents, my parents are Disney people, too. They probably get over there more than me, so, uh-huh. yeah.
2: <laughs> Maybe one day, hopefully, we'll all get to do Avengers together, because that oh, is still I'm such a it fun race. I know. It was, yeah. That was a race we did not plan on doing, and I think we spontaneously signed up, fearing it would be the last. And yep. I think that
0: was probably one of my favorite race. That was probably my favorite race weekend. It yeah. probably was. It definitely was. And I I'm still being positive. I don't care what you all say. It's coming back. Disneyland's coming back. Oh, so. Earl's sandwiches coming back.
2: Oh yeah. I
0: heard that. I heard. Yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So, see so they closed There's it. There's hope, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I have no idea how long we've been talking, but um again Kristen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, thank everyone, you. Okay. go check out her Instagram at running for Jess. correct? Yes? Yes. Okay. And uh, for those who are listening, thank you so much for all your support. We truly appreciate it. Jackie, do you have anything to add before I get on to my little outro role here? No, just thank you. Thank you again for sharing your story. That's awesome. Okay. Okay, so again, thank you for listening. If you have a second, we would truly appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. It would help us uh, with our rate and help us grow. And uh, again, um, if you would like to come to uh, the Joyful Miles Running Club, we would love to have you there. We'd love to hear your story. Uh, that's that's how we met Kristen here, and that's how we, we uh, were able to, to get her on to share her lovely story. So... Please join. Please share your story. Um, uh, check us out on YouTube, our blog. We're all, we're just all over the place. Can we just say that? Social media. Find us yeah. on social media. Enjoy some <laughs> All right. Be on the lookout. If you are going to be at the uh, Wine and Dine Half Marathon, we will be doing a meetup on Sunday before the after party in Epcot near Mouse Gears. That's future... Future World or Future Showcase? What is it, Jackie? Future World?
2: Yes? Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, we haven't quite nailed down a time, but we'll definitely um, be sharing that closer. So uh, we would love to see you and meet you there. Um, and yeah, again, thank you for listening. Take care and have a joyful day. Jackie. Thank you, everybody. Thank girl. Let me go to go sing? Kristen, you want to do it? You're going to have to do it because I was the hostess. Sorry. (laughs) The rules. All right. Joyful.
2: (laughs) My voice is raspy from the football game today. Sorry, everybody.
0: (laughs) You have some Debbie Moore going on. Yes. Right. It's all good. It's all good. All right. Thanks for listening. Y'all. And we're out.